I'm so happy. All right, let's pray. Close your eyes. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your love, for your mercies, and your grace. The entrance of your word bring it light. Thank you that we are illuminated by your word, led by your word, and thank you that you have opened our hearts even to understand, open our eyes even to see from your word. Thank you that out of your word, testimonies spring forth. We are blessed by your word. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. 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 Get your notebooks, get your pen. I want to share a few thoughts with you today. And we celebrate God. I will continue on with what I started last week. Living a life of impacts. But before that, I want to bring you a charge, okay? I want to bring you a charge. That's in your work with God. Or Christianity is a work with God. Is a work with God. So in your work with God, there are two things that are very fundamental that I want you to take notice of. There are two things. It's very fundamental that you must take notice of. The first one is found in Mark chapter 1, verse number 17. Mark 1, verse 17. The book of Mark, chapter number 1. Get your notebook, get your pens, write and take notes, okay? Two fundamental principles, two fundamental things in your work with God. Mark chapter 1, verse 17. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you become to become fishers of men. And straight away they forsook their nets and followed him in the spirit. Hey, the sound a bit higher. Hey, I don't know if it's for my laptop or something. Thank you. So we see the first thing that we see here, Jesus calling his disciples. He told them, come ye after me, and I will make you become fishers of men. That's next verse, we see something, and they forsook their nets. So the first thing in your work with God is, number one, be intentional. Be so intentional. That yet, whilst we were yes, sinners, what did what happened? Christ died for us. So, since you have come to believe this message, you are going to be intentional about this message. You are going to be intentional about pursuing Jesus. First of all, I want you to notice when Jesus said, Come here after me, or come follow me. When Jesus made that statement, he did not stand there. He was still going. What did the disciples do? They left their nets there. They left their dad there. And they followed after Jesus. They pursued Jesus. So this is one thing. This is a charge I want you to know. Be intentional about your work with God. Be, be, be so intentional. 
that if it is time for your personal prayers, you are praying. Be intentional. Learn how to turn off your data, turn off your Wi-Fi. Be intentional and go and spend time with God in prayer. If you are not intentional, oh, you 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 you'll be left behind, and that's not the will of God. That's not the plan of God. And since you know some of you, and as a matter of fact, I am the set man for the closest family. You being left behind is is, is 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 an impossibility if you are going to take this words into practice. You see, be intentional about your work with God. Before any other thing, before any other man, let whom you, whom you claim to love, let him be the one you are intentional about. Are you with me? Are you with me? So be intentional about your work with God. Be intentional about your prayer life. Be intentional about your Bible study life. Be intentional. So intentional. And I'll teach you how to be intentional today. I'll teach you. I'll show you. I'll show you. The second thing I want you to know, go to um, 2 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. Verse the number 5. 1 Peter chapter 5. Verse the number 5. You have to be intentional. Be a diligent, intentional person. The second thing I want to show you, it says, likewise, ye younger, submit yourself unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud, and give grace to the humble. Verse 6, Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. In the scripture. In your work with God, number one, be intentional. Number two, be clothed with humility. Be, be clothed with humility. Do you see where he started from? Let me show you where he started from. The scripture we just read. First Peter 5, verse 5 and verse 6. When he said, he started off by saying, you who are younger what does it mean who are younger it's not by age no it's by faith so let's say i gave my life to christ and i'm 50 years and probably brother larry is like whatever his age is he says you who are who is younger now this is what the scripture says you who is younger that means who you who came who just came to the faith submit yourself to the one you came to meet some of you to your pastor, not some of you, all of you, to your set man, to your pastors. He says, then he went on in the verses to say, then humble yourself before the Lord. You see, you can't say that you are humble before God and you are proud before man. That is witchcraft. That's pure witchcraft. It's like trying to say, oh, you like, you love Larry and you don't like the closer family. You see the impossibility. It's, it's so contradictory. You see? So, he says, God resists the proud. One thing that you must take notice in your work with God is that be clothed with humility. What does it mean to be clothed with humility? That is, you put aside who you think you are and see each other as one. That's what the scripture says. It says, submit yourself one to another. So who you think you are is being set aside with all humility. Even the word of God, the Bible says, receive the word of God with meekness. So with all humility, 
Lift up your hands. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. I can't hear. Speak in tongues. Being intentional about your work with God. Being intentional. You see, um, I think the beginning of this year, one of my girls. When I say my girls, one of my daughters came to me and said, Sir, this year I want to be intentional. And I was looking at her. This year I want to be this. This year I want to be this. You see, today, if you see when she said that and today, you could see a drastic life change. What happened? She she just made up her mind to be intentional. And last week I taught you something. I taught you about making up your mind. We read a scripture in Malachi. Who remembers? Who remembers? Hi. Who remembers? Be intentional about this work. Number two, humility. You see, humility accommodates the nonsense of others. Humility, true humility, it accommodates the nonsense of others. So, someone will be, you know, whatever you don't like, you just look at the person, you don't react. Oh, this guy, who does he think he is? This guy, who does he think is? I'm not even attending meetings anymore. Who are you doing? True humility. Now, how to be intentional? There are, God taught me this thing some time ago. Over, over some time ago, I've wanted to teach you, but this is the rightful moment. I want to talk to you about the three books. That's not the theme for this message. But then, how to be intentional about your work with God. I want to talk to you about the three books. The three books. The three books. These are books you are going to buy. <laughs> These are books you are going to buy. I want to talk to you about the three books. Go to um, Habakkuk chapter 2. Let's start from verse 1. Take notice of something. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1. Habakkuk 2, verse 1. No shabra tebele, no shabra. It says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he say unto me. Take notice. It says, what would he do? He will stand upon his watch. Number one. He will set himself upon the tower, number two, and will watch to see what he say unto me. In the screen share. What does this one mean? The first book I want to talk to you about is the book of what he tells you. Each and every one of you, I told you about being intentional. This is how to be intentional about your work with God. Each and every one of you must have a book that's you stand so the scripture we read it says i will stand upon my watch what does it mean i will set my my, my i will set myself apart whenever it's time for your personal bible devotion you open up your own bible you sit down did you see the scripture there so in the verse 2 god came and replied 
write the vision, make it what the vision. The vision was what God told him. So each and every one of you, if you are going to be intentional about your work with God, you must get a book where you write what God shows you from His Word. Are you? Did you get that? Did you get what I just said on you? You see, you must get a book. You you have a book, and this book, all what you write in this book is what God tells you from His Word. Open the scripture again. Let me show you to you. He says, I will stand upon my watch and set me. He says, I will set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he say unto me. And in the verse 2, the Lord answered me and said, write the vision in the scripture. So what was the vision? The vision what was God was saying to him. God appeared unto him and God said, write the vision. If you read Habakkuk chapter 1, the preceding verse before the verse we just read, you will notice it. He was praying. And now God was about to answer his prayers. So each and every one, to be intentional about your work with God, you must get this book where you write. He says, I will set me upon the tower. What does it mean? I will separate myself and go to where I can hear God. Some of you is in your bedroom. You go there with your Bible. And as you read your Bible, you will see what he will say to you from where? From the word. Are you getting it? Are you with me? Are you with me? So after this teaching, after this meeting, I want you to go and get your first book. Go to Isaiah chapter 45, verse 3. Let me show you. Let me show you. This is what you are going to name the book. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 3. Oh, man, the rescue from Tabalaba. Oh, thank you, Father. Man, take a basket. And just so you know, today is communion, okay? Today is communion. Isaiah 45, verse number three. He says, And I will give thee the treasures of darkness. Treasures of darkness. And hidden riches of secret places. In the screen share. Hidden riches of secret places. I will give thee treasures of darkness. What does it mean? Whenever you open your Bible, you begin to study the scroll. You begin to study God's gift. The Bible is God's gift to you. Never forget this. What happens is that God begins to give you treasures. Treasures. These treasures are in secret places. Riches. These are riches that are in secret places. So your first book, it's treasures of darkness. That's your first book. So after this meeting, go and buy this book. It is. It could be your daughter. Let me show mine to you. As I'm telling you, I have the three books. They are here. Where's the last one? Where is it? One, two. This one is the third one. Have a look. It's here. As a matter of fact, I have many, but that one, you know, I'll show you later on. But then, treasures of darkness. Treasures of darkness. What is the treasures of darkness? This is what God tells you when you study his word. What he tells you, what does God tells you? You write it down. Are you with me? Hello, are you with me? Are you with me? Are you with me? Yes, please, sir. So after the meeting today, tomorrow, Monday, go and buy a jota. It could be a notebook. It could be a jota. It could be, you know, exercise book. 
I don't know what you guys call it in the UK, but it's a notebook. As a matter of fact, that's what I know. I want to talk to you about the second book. Oh, you love the second book. Trust me, you love it. Go to ask the book of Acts. Go to the book of Acts. Chapter 2, verse 42. And can the sun go a little bit up? Acts 2, verse 42. Verse 43. It says, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread. The second book I want to talk to you about in the scripture. The second book I want to talk to you about is the teachings from your man of God, from your pastor, from your settlement. You must have a special book for that purpose. So number one, the first book is darkness. Um, is there is there is there treasures in darkness? Number two, the second book is what God shares with you. Um, um, it's what your man of God shares with you. The scripture we just read, he said, and they continue steadfastly what in what the apostles' doctrines. Some of you. Those who are my sons and daughters in the faith, it is the books I share with you every month. The book I share with you, you must get a book to take notes in it. Are you with me? Are you with me? You continue steadfastly, steadfastly. You must have a book for that purpose. That's this book. When I'm going to church, I'm going with this book. Your phone is not a book. Oh, man of God, I write it on my notes on my. It's not a book. So the second book you must buy. I told you being intentional. This is how to be intentional. Buy that book. It's the book specifically for teaching. And do you want to know the last one? Oh, I love the last one. I love the last one. Go to Malachi. I love the last one. Chapter 3, verse number 16. Speaking tongues. Speaking tongues as she is sharing the screen, she's speaking tongues. Malachi chapter 3, verse number 16, 1-6. Then they that fear the Lord speak often to one another. And the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that fear the Lord, and that taught upon his holy name or his name. In the oh, glory to the Lord Jesus. The last book I want to talk to you about is your own personal book of remembrance or personal book of testimony. What is that book used for? You are going to be diligently and purposefully, you're going to write. At the beginning of the year, maybe you are praying what God tells you. What God does for you. What has God done for you so far this year? You you have to document it. You write it. 
you write it you write it down what did god do for you You take your pen listen this is a pen some of you have to do that so that you get what i want to tell you this is a pen okay this is a pen so you get a pen and you write it down what has god said to me number one number two what has god done for me done done for me this is not a prayer request book listen listen to what i'm teaching you today here's my prayer request book this is a thanksgiving more much more like a thanksgiving book that whenever i look at this book i see two things i see the glory of god in manifestation and i see the power of god in my life it's called your personal book of remembrance whenever i take my book of remembrance i know god said to me three years ago that nations will come hearing you today i've not met any of you except some of you I've not met any of you physically. But listen, you are listening to me. Are, are you not? No, no. Are you not listening to me? Oh, I'm asking. Are you not listening to me? How come you are listening to me? It's not because I prayed. No, it is because God said you will listen to me. That's why you are here. Are you with me? It's because God said. So if indeed God has said it, you write it. Let me share a testimony with you. Two years ago, I didn't have a steady job. Was it two years? Maybe three years, two years ago. Didn't have a steady job. And I wrote down a certain amount of money. That I want to see in my accounts. I wrote it down. I want a certain amount of money. And I took that place off and I pasted it on my wall. I've forgotten I've even written about it. One year later, I was dressing up to go to work. As I was dressing up, my hand hit what I wrote on the wall. My hand hit it. And I took a look at it. And I remembered I wrote this one year ago. Exactly in one year, I saw much more than that money in my account. Much more than that, to the glory of God. So, and, and I was like, oh, so it's been a year already. God told me this a year ago. God told me this a year ago, and, and what did I do? I wrote it down. And what happened? I saw it manifest. So the book of remembrance, you see, each and every one of you must have that book. Are you with me? That you celebrate what God tells you. You write it in it. You, you just the little things. What does what has God done for you? You write it in it. Whenever you open that book, some of you are going to cry. I think recently one of my daughters was sharing a book with me. She wrote it, I think, a year or two ago. And you know, she was describing something in that book. And today, by God's grace, she has that thing she described. So the first book, what did I say the first book was? Treasures of Darkness. Treasures of Darkness. What did I say the second book was? The Apostles of Doctrine. The Apostles of Doctrine. Good. What is the last book? The Book of Remembrance. 
Look up your hands. Lift up your hands. Let's begin to speak in tongues. Masaka I want to continue my teaching from last week. So what I've shared with you was just a chat. You see, I've not started. Yeah, I've not started. What I want to actually teach you tonight, uh, I've not started. I want to continue my teaching from last week. Living a life of impact. Okay. And we read um, our theme scripture is in the book of um, Genesis chapter 1, verse number 28. But just before we go there, I want to tell you this. You never forget Christianity is a response to God. It's a response to God. To the fact that, or to the point that even Jesus has died, but not everybody is saved. What does that mean? It means, in as much as Jesus has died, you have a, or you play a role to respond to him. How? By believing. Are you with me? Are you with me? So, I want to speak to you about your response. And that's the thing for today. Living a life of impact part two. But I want to teach you about your response. Your response. Let's go to our team scripture, Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. We read the scripture last week. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the earth, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful. In this question, you see, the first place of fertility or the first place of fruitfulness, the first place of good is in your heart. It's in your heart. So, in the Garden of Eden, all what God wanted from Adam was his heart. Because it's out of your heart can you actually give to the Lord. What did I say? It is out of your heart can you to the Lord. In the it was millions for the heart. It was to bleed from the heart that God wanted. You see, to walk with God is <laughs> something supernatural. No, just think about this, okay? Let's think together. Let's think about this. Someone say he is God somewhere. You have never seen him. 
never touched him. But you just can't stop believing because you believe. <laughs> no, think about it. It's so supernatural. It's so supernatural that your flesh cannot work with God. So go to Romans chapter 1 verse 9. Let me show you something there. That's a statement Paul said. Romans 1 verse number 9. Speaking things. As she's sharing this one. Speaking things. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit. And the spirit share. So how do we serve God? It's not by carrying the chairs in your in your in your in your workplace or in your church place. He says, For God is my witness, whom I serve where? In my spirit. So Christianity is a response to God. A response that is not by you go and stand somewhere and say, God, you know, I'm responding to you. No. For God is my witness, whom I serve in my spirit. What does it mean? A heart posture. Jesus made a profound statement when he said, These people, they draw nigh to me with their lips, but their hearts are what? No, you know the scripture. What did Jesus say? Their hearts are what? Far away. So you can be doing all the gimmicks. You can be crying. You see, during worship, you can be crying. You can be doing some acrobatics in the air. Oh God, I lift you up. Then you jump from glory to glory. You, <laughs> you jump. You see, you jump. You do all the acrobatics. It is not what you are doing. In as much as it is also important. Because out of the abundance of the hearts, what, what happens? But the, in as much as that is important, the posture of your heart. Listen, your heart is louder than your voice. Never forget this. Your heart, the voice of the heart, the communication of the heart. Is so louder than the communication of the lips. Do you know that you can be saying, Oh God, I thank you. And your heart will be saying, Masa, 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 masa. Media, whatever. Oh, no, no, no. Who has ever met someone, you do not really like the person, but then you don't have anything than to see the person every day. What do you do? Oh, hello. How are you doing? And you'll be smiling to the person. Oh. Is it only me? No, I mean, let me see. When you meet someone, you don't really, you know, the person gives you some weird vibes. You see, so when you meet the person, what would you do? Oh, hello, how are you? You'll be smiling to the person. Your lips will be saying something, and in your heart. Look at this thing. Wow, wait. Look at this. Don't come and disturb me. Don't come and disturb in your heart. Your heart is saying, Don't come and disturb me. But your voice is saying, Oh, you look so amazing today. Hey, why did you buy your makeups? You are lying. <laughs> so, when Saul, when Samuel was going to look for the next king for Israel, when he got to Jesse's house, he saw David's brothers. Who were they? Take tall guys, beer gang, brochets. Amazing heights. Uh -huh. Give me something to say. Six packs. Uh huh. Oh, beard. Oh, oh, sorry. No pimple. No pimple. More beard. No pimple. Uh huh. Fresh face. Uh huh. 
So when Samuel got to David's house, this was what he saw. He saw fine guys, amazing, amazing looking guys. And when he saw, you know, when he saw um, um, the scripture account that Saul was head and shoulders above everyone in Israel. So he saw a tall, you know, tall guy. He wasn't a small guy. But then God said something to Samuel. That today, I want you to take notice. God told Samuel that man look after the flesh, what your eyes can see. But what does God look in the heart? So your first point of response to live a life of impact, to live a life, a mark on earth, is with your hearts. I want to ask you a question. Who here have God? Let me see. Who have God? Oh, let me see. God, you, you got God. Let me see my hand. You got God, right? You, 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 you can have God. Well done. Well done, okay, well done. I have God. You have God. It's true. But I want to ask you a question. Can God have you? And what does it mean that God would have you? I want to share with you, go to Proverbs chapter 23, verse 26. Proverbs 23, verse 26. Let's look at something there. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Share the screen. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Open your mouth. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. Thank you, My son! Do what? Give me your money. Do you see that there? No, no. Do you see that there? My son, give me your nice dressing. Do you see that there? Oh, do you see that there? Yes or no? No, please, sir. My son, give me your car. I want your car. Do you see that there? No, please. My son, give me your education. I want your education. Do you see that there? What do you see there? My son, give me your heart. Any scripture. The interest of God in your life is your heart. If God can have your heart, he can have your life. And if God has your life, like the little boy who gave his lunch to Jesus, he will multiply it and he will use your life as a blessing unto others. He gave just five loaves of bread and two fishes. That's, what, that's the little boy's lunch he gave to Jesus. What did Jesus do? He multiplied it, and the little boy's lunch became everybody's lunch. Five thousand, about five thousand people. My son, give me your lunch. What is your lunch? Your heart. The interest of God. Listen today. Listen, listen, listen. As far as prosperity is concerned, you know, when we talk about prosperity, wealth. I wish above all things that you prosper. I'm talking about that prosperity, prosperity, you know, the prosperity. As far as that is concerned, if God cannot have your heart, you have money and save money. 
You see, some people it's so hard for them when they are talking about Titan. You see, they will begin to say, "Oh, Titan is not in the New Testament and it's not biblical." It's not. Those people, it's because money have them. Their hearts, in as much as they love the Lord, God does not have their. Because if God truly have your heart, the issue with money will never be hard for you. Oh, this guy, every month he wants us to give. Do you know how hard this world is? Yes, I know. I know. But then what you just said is the position of your heart. What God is interested in is the posture of your heart. So the reason why God, you see, let me explain this to you. Who has heard this statement before? Why would God place a tree in the garden of Eden for Adam to go and eat for us to suffer? Who has said that statement before? Let me explain it to you. Let me explain it to you. God wanted to give Adam the opportunity to respond to him. Because remember, Adam was created a full man. He did not grow. He was created a man. So God has to present an opportunity that as Adam could, you know, respond to him. So when God created Adam, he told him, you have the right to eat from every tree. So that means there were other trees. But the tree in the middle of the garden, the tree of life, the tree, God told him, do not eat that one. Why? It was Adam's opportunity to respond to God. For Adam's spirit to respond to God. So listen, to live a life of impact, there must be your life that is responding to God. The first part of you that must respond to God is your heart. Angela, I hope you are writing notes. Angela, please send me your notes after the service, okay? I'll be waiting. So the first place, the first position, the first place that must respond to God is your heart. So God placed the tree in the garden so that Adam, you could give Adam. No, think about it. Do you think the tree would have been there forever? Of course not. If human beings do not live forever, the trees will not be. The tree in the garden will not have been there forever. That means the tree had a certain lifespan. That after that span, if Adam had not eaten, today the story would have been different. Are you with me? Are you with me? So the roar of your heart, he says, My son, give me, give me. And I'm going to show you how do I give God my heart. Before we go to the how. Let's look at the why. Why do I give God my heart? Number one, because the place of response to God is in the heart. And like I shared with you, that your heart speak louder than your lips. So the woman with the issue of blood, she received her healing. Remember, three days of um, faith clinic, what I taught you. The woman with the issue of blood, she received her healing even before she touched Jesus. Because she said within herself, should I touch the hair? So the healing started from where? The heart. Why should I give my heart to Jesus? Because your heart is the place of response. To live a life of impact, sorry. To live a life of impact, your heart must be speaking the right volume.
your heart. If thy confess with thy mouth and believe with your heart, and believe with your heart, and believe with your heart, not your mind, believe with your heart, believe with your heart. So in your mind, there can be a certain doubt, but in your heart, you are stagnant with your convictions. Are you with me? You are, you are, you are, you are, you are standing tall. So in your in your mind, you know, your mind can be playing games with you. It's okay. It's okay. But in your heart, let there be no games there. Because what God is looking after is there. Is there. What is there? What is there? That heart, what volume is the heart speaking? The people who crucified Jesus, they thought they were doing something good for God. <laughs> they thought they were preserving the scrolls of their fathers. They didn't know. The Bible said, Paul said, if they had knew, they would not have crucified the Lord. Your hearts, your hearts, your heart is the first place of response. Your heart speaks volume. Why should I give the Lord my, my, my heart? Number two, because God hears from the heart, not the lips. to show you a scripture you let me show you i didn't i know time is a bit spent but let me show you the scripture this scripture changed my life speaking tongues speaking tongues speaking tongues speaking tongues speaking tongues open your mouth mouth shake up Genesis chapter 24. Genesis 24. Verse 45. Genesis 24. Verse 45. Let me show you something. And there is a reason why why you should give your heart. This is 24, verse 45. 45. 45. It says, Before I finished praying in my heart, Rebecca came out. Where was the prayer? Genesis 24, after the service today, in the screen share. You will see that this, this wasn't the actual one, but this, this is the same one. But it wasn't the actual one. Was I think it's in the best row or something. But take your time and read it. Before Rebecca, as Abraham sent a servant to go and look for a wife for Rebecca, when the servant was going, he got to a place, you know, he was famous, and some girls were came, coming out to draw water from the well. And when the girls were coming, the heart of the guy was speaking, not the lips. Paul said, remember the scripture we read, God, who is my witness, who I said with my spirit, the heart is the channel to the spirit or the doorway to the spirit. Remember what I taught you during the um, faith clinic. So your heart is so louder. How do I, how do I then give mine? Are you ready? Speaking to us. Speaking to us. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Proverbs 22, verse 17. Proverbs 22, verse 17. Oh, I have understanding. 
Oh yes, Lord, you have opened my eyes to understand. Proverbs 22, verse 17. He says, pay attention. Maintain <laughs> your ear to the sayings of the wise. Apply your heart. So before we get to the heart, there are places we should get to. The first thing is our attention. The second thing is our ears. In this vision, how do I give the Lord my heart? Number one, pay attention. What do you want? Your ears. Never forget this statement I'm about to tell you. Never forget. Listen, never forget. The one who has your ears has your heart. The one who has your ears has your heart. So he says, pay attention. Even when you are driving, if you don't pay attention, you will crash. God demands you to pay what attention. When you are driving, you pay attention with your eyes. In life, we pay attention with our spirit, our hearts. Whomever has your ears have your hearts. So you see some people, they are being dragged into alcoholism, into gayism, into what whatsoever ism. Not because they were born like that. Nobody was born that stupid. No. It's just because they gave their ears to the wrong person, to the wrong thing. Are you with me? So their hearts followed with passion. So you see people on the streets fighting. This is my right. This is my right. You can't. You, that's my right. It's my right. No, abortion is my right. You are so stupid. So, so stupid. How can abortion be a right? No, think about it. How does it logically make sense? But they are on the streets. Go to America. Just I think just this week they passed a law that abortion is forever banned or something. And you see people on the street. Oh, the Lord, the Lord help us. So, your ears. Pay attention. What goes into your ears? Pay attention. Pay diligent attention. What do you give your ears to? You see, what do you give your ears to? The devil takes advantage of it. Never forgets. So you see someone struggling with lust. It is not because the person was born to struggle with lust. No, it is because the person has started giving his ears to certain songs. His ears to certain things that is being said on the radio. Speaking to us. So your ears is so important. Your ears, pay attention. Pay attention. That's what the scripture began with. Pay attention. You see, nothing is just trivial. Don't don't treat anything trivial. When I got saved, my father in the Lord, he taught me this. When I got saved. This is what he said. He told me, Larry. <laughs> oh, this man. God bless you, Pastor Chris. Listen, this is what he said. He said, Larry. At that time, I was battling last. Hey, hey. Not battling. That one, the, the, it wasn't even a battle. That one, I've lost to last. You know, sometimes you can battle last and, you know. No, that, I wasn't even battling. No. I was lost to it. Like, like a boxing. 
I was so I, I was I've lost the fight to last. That's it. And after I've lost it to last. This man said something that changed my life, and I want to tell you today. He said, the only reason why there is a that battle to that last is because your ears has been given to the wrong thing. So I started looking at hey, me, my ears, what does he give to? No, no, no. I was trying to, you know, debate with him. Then I realized it was this love songs. Oh, my brothers and sisters. I don't, you know, I don't have Sarah's voice, you know. I don't have Kelly's voice. But at that time, if I start singing these love songs, my voice eh? All of us suck that all of us. I found love, boy, darling, follow my dream, I found a woman. Hey, at that time, no, 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 don't act like you don't know the song, yeah, don't, you know, you know it. Yes, the one, yes, yes. I found love, yes, for me, darling, yes. What happened? I was giving my ears to the wrong things. And what did, the, what happened? The devil began to take advantage of it. He began to take advantage of it. So even if I am there, wow, what if I go in for a girl? No, no, how did that, how did that idea come to me? My ears was given to the wrong thing. So my heart was, was plotting wickedness for somebody's daughter. Are you with me? It was my heart. So my ears was given to the wrong thing. Then it, the, um, there was an advantage taken. Then I begin to plot, hmm. So when the devil came to Eve, he says that 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 fruit it is pleasing to the eye so her eyes was seeing the wrong thing so there was no way she couldn't why because her eyes was actually seeing it you see you have five members you know science explain it as your five senses right but the bible is it's actually in the scriptures your bible says your members is in the book of romans chapter five take time and read it after your hands your ears, your eyes, what goes in there? Are you with me? What goes in there? So that's how. Let me show you this scripture. Go to Psalm 37. Today I think I might end early. No, no, no. Let's go on. Psalm 37, let's go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Speaking tongues. Speaking tongues. He says, take the light where? In the Lord. And what will happen? He will give you the desires of your heart. And this picture, let me explain something to you. What do you delight in? What does it mean to you actually delight? You see, some people, when they see food, their excitement, even if you talk to them, they will not mind you. I know someone like that. She's laughing right now. I know them. Hey, all of you are laughing, so you are, you know, you are guilty. <laughs> he says, take delight where? In the Lord. Take delight in the Lord. In the Lord. So, you see, your attitude to the things of God. David said, I was glad when he said unto me, ah. No, no, no. Let's reason. Let's reason together. I come to you and let's go to church. 
and all of a sudden you become joyful. <laughs> let's go to church. Eh? Let's go. Let's go. That, that was what David was trying to say. I was glad when he said unto me, "Your attitude towards the things of God." He said, "Take delight in the Lord." When you take delight in the Lord, your desires begin to change. So therefore, it will allow God to give you the desires of your heart. God will not give you what you will desire for. He will give you what He has infiltrated your heart to desire for. So Jesus said, "Whatsoever you desire, when you pray, when you pray, and you know, let me use this opportunity to tell you this: one of the biggest determinants to an answered prayer is the desire of your heart." Is is a big determinant. So I want to ask you, and I want to ask you a question. Sorry for putting you on the spot. Actually, I'm putting you there. If you like embarrass yourself, nobody is here. Unmute yourself. And right now, let's say you are praying to God for hundred million pounds, right? And the mm-hmm. money appears in your account. What, what are you going to do with it? Honestly, I'm going to first thank the Lord. For the money and then the things that and this is me being honest the things that i have wanted in life so let's say um they tell you to get a house get a car i'll get these things first and then maybe i would remember oh let me go and use this money to invest in this you know like get all the things that you're put you're brought up to buy so like a house a car invest money put money aside all these things well, listen, let's say you are praying to God for a hundred million pounds. And the hundred million pounds appears in your account right now. What would you do? I think I'll have to... Go on. I think I'll have to, like, maybe buy the... Because they know that... Let me make But... Uh, yes, please. I was just saying that if I was given an opportunity, I think I may have to hide the money for my parents because they know how I handle money. <laughs> okay, so I'll to invest, I think specifically, so I'll definitely like, to be honest, I'll save some, I'll save some personally for like future investments and then the rest to give in terms of like, you know, the kingdom of God, please. And those are the two things to save and then to give. Amazing, amazing. Kelly, Kelly, let's say 100 million pounds appears in your account right now. What are you going to use it to do? Kelly, are you there? Okay. Um, what is PK? PK, let's say 100 million pounds appears in your account right now. What are you going to use it to do? Kelly, so <clears throat> I have a lot of, um, let's say, I have a lot of goals that I want to achieve. But first off, I'll thank God for the money, then um, I think I'll save some, then the rest. Um, yeah, put on my studies and, and yes, please. Um, yeah. That's good. That's good. Where is Whitney? Whitney, I can see you here. Are you alive or you are? Whitney, can you hear me? Okay. So, it's good. It's good. What all what you guys said is good. But this has spoken something else to me. Delight yourself in the Lord. 
and he will give you the desires of what your heart i now know the reason why some of you don't have that hundred million i now know why <laughs> yes yes i now know why some of you want to buy cars you know and it's good don't get me wrong it's good me if i get it maybe i'm not sure but it's good it's good you see it's good but it could have been better so we have good better it could have been the best actually good better best right it could have been the best I just realized, actually, I just realized some of you do not need 100 million pounds. I just realized it. You don't need it. Actually, I'm so sorry to say this, but all of you, all what you just said, crap. You don't need 100 million pounds. Say, you know, I want to buy, you know, I want to buy, you know, I want to buy. Delight yourself in the Lord. What does God think about? That should be the first thing. That you be you should be thinking about source 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 you see you think you have you have you you have to get that hundred million pounds before you give no in that your 10 cities in that your 10 pounds if you do not give out the pounds from it when you get to the hundred million pounds to be so hard for you to give <laughs> so hard for you to give source does God thinks about? He says, delight yourself. He has things of so I want all of you go and restructure what you told me. I'm saying this so that you can restructure it because as a matter of fact, you are going to get more than 100 million pounds. Oh, I did not hear an amen. 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 But then let there be a restructure. Let, let, let there be a restructure. A restructure of your desires. Your desires. Your desires. He says, you, 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 you do not receive. You pray and do not receive. Because you want to consume it on your last full desires. Your desires. Let there be a restructure of it. Your desires. What are your thoughts? What are you thinking? What are you thinking about? All of you. With your response. This is not for you to feel bad. No, this is for you to feel encouraged. To do better. Are you with me? Your desires what does god thinks about it when money comes into my account what 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 at all do i see using with my money you know sometimes one time a girl came to me and the girl was saying you know sorry there isn't much going on in my life money does not come money does not go and as she was she was saying it i was listening to him the lord was ministering to me and the lord said send her 50 cities right now if you see her again a girl who is genuine you know so what god was trying to tell me is that she does not actually want god she just wants money from god <laughs> go consume it on her desires and come back but god wants your heart first so he says seek ye the kingdom of god and his righteousness first 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 so when the money came into your account the hundred million 
the pounds came into your account. First, first. Cars, houses. Oh. They yeah, will do better. No, no, say it. You see, and that's why I'm teaching you. That's why I teach you week in and week out. It, what would it do? To structure your desires. To structure your desires. First. So, a life of impact. Last week I taught you this. A life of impact. When I was... Don't calculate my age from this, okay? But let me tell you this. When I was... 16, 17 years. Years ago, quite a few years ago. I I started a charity foundation. I didn't have so much. I had just a few. Some of you might have seen the pictures before. But today I don't do it with pictures. At that time when I was young, I used to do it with pictures. I didn't have so much in abundance, no. But what I had, I, I felt the need to share. When I was very young, I was like four or five years. When I was watching the television and I saw young people, young children my age, who were sleeping outside. And at that time, I was, my God's grace, I, was living, I, was, I think I was living in luxury at that time. I think, I don't know. But I was okay, very comfortable. And the other kids who were sleeping outside, listen, it was 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. I cried the whole night i started crying i wept i wept i was weeping i don't know what was wrong with me but the fact that i was watching that it made me weep it made me weep it made me weep it made me weep i was weeping as i'm talking to you right now i remember those times i don't remember most of my childhood but as for that event it leaves rents free in my head i was weeping i was crying so at age 16, when I started the charity foundation, it was stemmed from a desire that happens when I was, I was a child. When money comes into my account, first, what do I think of? Advancements. Others. Others. I told you selflessness is the way to a life of impact. Selflessness. Jesus did not consider equality with God. When he became a man, he died a selfless death. I'll continue on the rest of the teaching. I think this one, I'll have to continue from here. I'm closing my notebook. Let me put it here. Let me continue from here. Selflessness. <laughs> Selflessness. What do you think about? What inspires you? What moves you? Is it because you saw someone riding a Tesla? Lord, Tesla. God, Tesla. God. No, no. Listen, no. And then no time again. When you are, you know, sometimes when you are young, God might give you that Tesla. But the reason he gave you that Tesla was not for you to drive the Tesla. Probably it's for you to go and pick someone from her house to church every Sunday. You see, let there be, let there be that you, your, your, your life is for God's purpose. Your life is that what drives you, what moves you. So all those of you, cell leaders, media team, and all those of you serving within the closer family, let your desire be that you are doing it selflessly for who? 
and selflessly for the advancement of whose kingdom? Whose kingdom? Paul said, for me to live is what? No, for me to live. No, for me to. Oh, you don't know that scripture. For me to live is what? No, no, don't be doing shout, shout. I want to hear what you are saying, that, that one. For me to live is Christ. For you to live is Christ. So the reason why you are inspiring others, the reason why you are doing this, the reason why, let the purpose of it all, let the drive of it all is that Christ be seen. Are you with me? Are you with me? So delight yourself. Delight, delight. You, listen, let the, let the, let your heart speak volumes. Let your heart delight yourself in the things of the Lord. So much, so much that you just have to appear. Everybody knows this guy, his life is just sold out for Jesus. I shared a story with you, I think last week or last week, when one of, um, you know, my new workplace, one of the girls, they went to my Facebook and they saw Jesus, 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 Jesus. And she immediately said, you know, I am a Catholic, you know. I didn't even ask. I didn't have to talk. She just saw my Facebook and started, you know, guilt. Started to play. Let your life be that testimony. Are you with me? Speaking thoughts. Yeah.